performance or values? Do your faith-driven clients have to choose one or the other when it comes to their investments? Or is it possible to have both? We'll be tackling this hot topic on today's episode of Faith-Based Investing with Guidestone Funds. Hello everyone and welcome to Faith-Based Investing with Guidestone Funds. I'm your host, Chelsea Tisdale, Investments Marketing Manager for Guidestone Funds. And joining me today is Brandon Pizzuro, our Senior Investment Analyst for Guidestone Capital Management. We're so glad you could join us today, Brandon. Thanks for having me, Chelsea. You know, we were talking earlier about just the sheer number of podcast episodes that exist out there. It's really great to be a part of one that marries both faith and finance. So thanks again for having me. Absolutely. So today we're going to discuss if investors should care about performance or values, or if it's possible to care about both. So Brandon, why don't you start us off by explaining to our listeners how people may weigh the importance of performance and values when it comes to their investment decisions? Sure. You know, this can be a difficult position for people to place themselves in, right? Feeling like they have to really just pick one or the other, that it's mutually exclusive, that they can't have both. I mean, I think it's important to remember that you really don't have to give up on your values and faith in order to receive a return on investment. You know, investors really, they're going to put their money into a stock or a fund for what reason? Because they want it to grow. And that's the important part when they're trying to invest for their future. But they may also feel a level of guilt by investing their money into a company or fund that may not necessarily align with their values and their faith and, you know, just their whole belief system. I think it's really a common misconception among investors that it's impossible to invest in companies that align with their values uh, that may also perform well. Um, I don't think that's the case. It really is something advisors should stress to their clients overall when they're having these discussions with them. I think one of the most important pieces of uh, describing this is looking at longer term periods. I mean, there's historically been no meaningful difference in performance between a screened mutual fund and their market benchmarks over these longer periods of time. Brandon, I think so many could resonate with that feeling of guilt. And what a relief to really know that it's possible to be rid of that feeling and not sacrifice performance. So when an investor decides to build a portfolio influenced by both performance and values, What are some of the common things that investors really want screened out of their investments? That's a great question, Chelsea. You know, there's a lot of companies that, you know, purport to do screening and they're going to have a little bit of a nuanced take in the way that they do it. So let's talk a little bit about the way in which Guidestone approaches this topic. Um, So some of the more obvious areas, of course, include tobacco, alcohol, pornography. Um, But as I mentioned, you know, the screening process for Guidestone really does go a lot deeper than that. You can take this from a Christian worldview, right? You know, screening companies in the abortion or pornography industry is certainly of great importance and one that people would generally agree with. Um, But from a more secular worldview, we implement additional screens. I mean, a great example of a screen like that would certainly be to screen out predatory lending, right? This is a great example of a, a payday lender, for instance, that charges these exorbitant rates to people that are living paycheck by paycheck. And generally speaking, I don't think investors really want to put their money into a company that does such things. I mean, we think of that, of course, as, you know, that company kind of preying on the least among us. And that's just not something that we or our investors want to support. You're right, Brandon. And Guidestone screening process is extremely in-depth. And our formal stance says we do not invest in any company that is publicly recognized as being in the alcohol, tobacco, gambling, pornography, or abortion industries, or any company whose products, services, or activities are publicly recognized as being incompatible with the moral and ethical posture of Guidestone Financial Resources. And Brandon, at the end of the day, we want to support companies and align our investors with companies that do well and do right by our society. 
Now, we'll have a separate podcast about our investment process, but wanted to note that here at this point. So stay tuned for more information on our process. Yeah, thanks, Chelsea. We're really excited about the investment process and the work that we do here. And so I think that'll be a future topic that will uh, certainly be of great interest to everyone. I do also think it's important to emphasize the fact that Guidestone has taken the investment process just a step further with a shareholder advocacy program. I mean, so what does that mean when we say that? Really, through this program, we engage with companies directly in order to support the physical and emotional well-being of their investors. So an example would be you know, that we recently partnered with the Interfaith Center on Corporate Responsibility, the uh, ICCR, to reach out to AT&T in order to really kind of explore some additional ways to combat child exploitation. This advocacy program really provides us with the ability to give our shareholders a voice and hold companies accountable. So true, Brandon. We'll dive deeper into shareholder advocacy in later episodes, but I also wanted to reiterate that advocacy program that we created here at Guidestone really was to take a strategic effort to evoke real change for investors while investing in companies that may provide investors with a positive return. That's an excellent point. We're always on the lookout for ways to align with investors and create this positive impact we've been talking about. The funds are built around Christian values, and we recognize that those values are held by people within and even beyond the evangelical Christian community. Glad you brought that up, Brandon. And it's important to note that faith-based funds can resonate with really any type of investor. So, Brandon, thank you so much for joining us today. You've provided some really valuable insight into this ongoing debate of performance or values. Yeah, thanks for having me. This is a great topic, one that we love to speak about, and uh, certainly look forward to touching on this again in the future. Keep an eye out for our next episode, a more in-depth look at what faith-based investing looks like in your client portfolios. Thanks for listening, and make sure to subscribe so you don't miss out on any of our upcoming episodes. We have some exciting guests lined up this season. If you have any questions, please visit our website at guidestonefunds.com forward slash do more or email us at faithbasedinvesting at guidestonefunds.com. As of December 31st, 2018, Guidestone Funds has $12.1 billion in assets, which makes Guidestone Funds the nation's largest faith-based mutual fund family. No other fund family with a Christian screen exceeds Guidestone Funds in asset size. Investment Considerations Investing involves risk, including potential loss of principal. There can be no guarantee that any strategy, risk management or otherwise, will be successful. You should carefully consider the investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses of the Guidestone Funds before investing. A prospectus with this and other information about the funds may be obtained by calling 1-888-GS-FUNDS, 1-888-473-8637, or downloading one at guidestonefunds.com funds. It should be read carefully before investing. Guidestone Fund shares are distributed by Foresight Funds Distributors, LLC, not an advisor affiliate. Foresight is not a registered investment advisor and does not provide investment advice.